Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. On today's show, we're talking five financial goals to achieve before you're 40. Let's start with a not-so-fun fact. The average 40-year-old has a median retirement balance of only $21,900. Yikes. Today's episode is sponsored by me and my wife turning 40. She's going to turn 40 in about a month, and I've been 40 for about a year. And in the midst of her existential crisis, it's got me thinking about goals and aspirations. As a family, I think we've done fairly well financially. In the midst of our journey, we've taken some risks. I've got a failed business under my belt, but we did well on some house flips. We've always saved at least 10% of our income towards retirement. And for the most part, we are gaining traction. We are going up and to the right in terms of retirement savings. We've always been pretty good with credit cards. We've paid down our debts and we have worked hard to be financially comfortable, but it really hasn't been until the last two or three years that we were actually starting to tighten the belt, batten down the hatches, and work towards true financial freedom, not just comfortable. But as the average lifespan of humans on earth is 80 years old, by the time you're 40, guess what? You're halfway there. So I thought on today's episode, we should talk about five investing goals, five aspirations, five things that I think you should have done before you're 40 to help set yourself up for retirement. You're listening to My Millennial Investor the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams, so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. Let's get into it. What else are you lying about? I've taken Viagra for two years. I ate six muffins downstairs a while ago, and my cholesterol level is 305. My heart could explode at any second. These might be my very last words. Oh, thank you for that clip from This Is 40. Not a recommendation, but if you're approaching 40, maybe give it a watch. You might find some humor in it. If you're listening to this podcast, you are not the average millennial. You are the cream of the crop millennial. You are a smart audience looking for help and advice on making wise financial decisions. And as an elder millennial, some would say geriatric millennial, I prefer the term Oregon Trail millennial. And that's actually why I called my company, the Oregon Trail Investor. If you don't know, the Oregon Trail was a popular game in the 90s where you try to take your family across the United States from the Midwest to Oregon, where the promised land was. And you played this little video game on a floppy disk in your 16-bit Apple Mac computer. Anyway, I'm an old millennial, 40 years old, and I want to pass some of my wisdom and some of my goals and some things that I haven't achieved but desire to. So that way you, my wonderful audience, can be in a better financial position than I am. So as promised, here are five financial goals to achieve before you turn 40. And if you're already 40, it's okay. There's no shame here. You can still make progress. You can still make decisions. You can still turn the ship around. 
Maybe you have to add one more year before you reach financial independence, but it's never too late to start. This is going to be a little bit different podcast from our typical My Millennial Investor. This is a little bit maybe more general money advice. And yeah, there are other podcasts you might listen for general money advice, but I think what's important today is looking at general facts and figures. If you don't get the general right, you're not going to be able to get the investing part right. So today is just a broad look, a meta look at your finances to make sure that your finances are in order so that your investing can be in order. We good to that? All right, let's get started. Number one, define your ideal financial lifestyle. That might sound simple. It might sound like, oh, well, duh, but really you need to think about what is your ideal financial lifestyle? It's hard to have goals. It's hard to have aspirations. It's hard to plan for things if you don't know what you're planning for. In the first 40 years of your life, you make many, 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 many mistakes. And we we might call them mistakes, but maybe they're just learning experiences. Do you remember Jinko jeans? Maybe Jinko jeans weren't a thing where you were. Yeah, they were a thing where I was. It's terrible. I never wore Jinko jeans, but I still like I had some baggy jeans. Jinkos are those jeans that were just the biggest, silliest, goofiest jean you've ever seen. I heard the Gen Zs are actually trying to make them come back. And it, Gen Z, if you're listening to this podcast for some reason, please don't do the Jinko jeans. Jinkos were so big and they bagged down so far to your shoe level that if you walked outside in the rain or where I grew up in Alaska in the snow, the wetness just like soaked up your jeans. And by the time you got into your classroom, your whole leg was wet. It's just those types of mistakes, bad decisions. But bad decisions in our early life can make learning opportunities now. We don't want to make those types of mistakes in our 40s. So we're trying to learn and we're trying to grow and we're trying to become a better human so we can learn financially. We can change the way our life is going. When you've identified your ideal financial lifestyle, goal number one, it's easier to make goals and financial decisions that feed to your ideal as you get older. Because guess what? Those mistakes in our early years are just changing what our ideal is now. 20 years ago, you may have wanted a BMW 7 Series and a condo on the beach. But maybe in your early 30s, you own a BMW. It's a 3 Series. And you spend thousands and thousands of dollars a year just trying to keep the dumb thing on the road. So maybe your financial decisions have changed. You realize you don't want a BMW because they're not reliable. They claim performance. They don't claim reliability. So maybe your ideal financial goals as you approach 40 are to retire at the age of 50. Instead of having a BMW 7 Series, maybe you want to save money for private school for your kids. Maybe instead of a condo on the beach, you want a house that has a yard so your kids can hang out and play and you can host your friends for dinner parties. Maybe if you're really crazy you want to buy a boat. The point is when you've had your financial ideals defined and they're set in your mind and hopefully written down on a piece of paper, it's easier to create goals that feed into that system. If you know what your ideal financial lifestyle is, great, write it down. If you don't and you want to know how to get started, think of this. What is your ideal day? Not like your ideal lifestyle, but your ideal day. Just think about that for a minute. Is it waking up and going to a coffee shop and going out for breakfast and walking on the beach and hanging out with your spouse and ending the day at a nice dinner with cocktails over sunset? Or is it hanging out in your house all day and watching Netflix and ordering Uber Eats? Whatever your ideal day is, is going to feed into what your ideal 
goals need to be. When you have your ideal day written down, you can proactively and objectively write down your financial goals to help you achieve your overall financial ideal plan. And that is number one. The number two thing you need to have done before you turn 40 is this. Zero dollars in debt except for your mortgage. In your 40s, it's a time where a lot of the world's responsibilities are placed at your shoulders. At the same time that you're raising kids, possibly you're also likely taking on more responsibility at work. You might be helping younger people at your work gain experience. You might be managing people. You might be managing a division. Don't forget if you still have parents around, they're getting older. They might need more assistance from you both physically and financially. Just yesterday, (laughs) just yesterday, my dad calls and says, hey, If I plug my iPhone into my computer, do the pictures automatically download? And if they automatically download, where do they go? And what folder do they find themselves into? How can I find pictures from my iPhone that I've plugged in before? And if I plug it in, is it going to recopy the pictures from my iPhone into the new iPhone? And is it going to be caught up? And is it going to be this? going to be this? I'm like, dad, 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 dad. I can't explain to you how the iPhone and the pictures and the computer works over the phone. We're going to have to work this out on a Saturday. So your parents are getting older. Your kids are getting older and more complicated. Your responsibilities at work are becoming more and more. And all these things are coming together. And guess what? If you have debt, credit card debt, auto loan debt, student loan debt, consumer spending debt, all these extra bills add extra stress to an already stressful situation of all these extra responsibilities as a 40-year-old. And when you have extra responsibilities and all these extra stressors, your mind is extra foggy and you don't make any good or wise financial decisions. Plus, if you're paying 18% interest on a credit card and you're getting 4% interest on your investments, that's not a great plan. If used properly, debt can help leverage your assets. That is true. If used improperly, it can hinder you from financial freedom. There are many gurus on both sides of the argument. Some people say debt is from the devil. Some people say if you're not leveraging debt, you're dumb and you'll never be a millionaire. I personally... I'm not claiming to be a money guru, but I personally think having no debt except your mortgage is the way to go. I actually paid my mortgage off a couple years ago, and I regret it now because I would rather have a 2.5% mortgage and get 4.5% in the bank rather than having a paid-off house. But too late now. I'm not going to remortgage the house at 7%, so I blew it. I paid off my mortgage. It's a nice feeling, but it wasn't the best financial decision. And sometimes you have to think about and you have to weigh those things. When you're talking about debt, What is best for you and your family? I thought the fact of having a mortgage-free house and the kind of burden, mental burden that that put on me was going to be better. But now I'm looking back going, man, 2.5%. I would love to have 2.5%, make 2% free money. It doesn't matter. Moving on. The point is, debt can be an anchor or debt can be a kite depending on how you use it. But when you use consumer debt, Things like auto loans and credit cards and store cards and all these other things. Buy now, pay later. That's the worst. When that becomes a normal part of your life, you don't realize how quickly lifestyle creep becomes an automatic normal thing. All of a sudden, you're justifying a few hundred extra dollars a month on a car payment instead of putting that money into a passive, low-cost index fund, which will, over time, make you a millionaire. So is the little bit fancier car worth not being a millionaire down the road? I don't think so. So be careful of that debt. 
Number three, the number three thing you need to have figured out before you turn 40, have a solid emergency fund. This seems pretty simple, but there are so many people, many, many, many people, maybe you don't have any type of emergency fund. When I say the word emergency fund, you're like, do you mean my visa? Oh, you mean like my Amex? I got, yeah, I got that figured out. I've got an emergency fund. If bad things happen, I just go swipe, swipe, swipe. People living paycheck to paycheck to paycheck. And trust me, many, many, many years, I lived paycheck to paycheck, literally risking everything because I didn't have a proper emergency fund, not even a few hundred dollars, not a thousand dollars. But by the time you're 40, you need to be getting to that point where you have bare minimum a thousand dollars. I personally want at least three months saved by the time you're 40. A solid emergency fund will help smooth out the bumps that are inevitably going to happen in your life. If you're not yet 40, you've got time to start now. Start saving each week or each month towards that goal before you turn 40. And by the time you turn 40, maybe you'll have one month or two months or three months. Some people go as far as six and 12 months. I think when you get to anything over nine months, you no longer have an emergency fund. You've got an FU fund. And I know FU, it's not the most courteous thing to say, but you know what FU stands for, right? When you've got an FU fund, it's I'm now financially not under anyone's authority. So if you don't like your job, you can say, bye, Frank, I'm going to go do whatever I want because you've got an FU fund set up. Okay, moving on. You figured it out. You need to have some savings. We've covered number one. We've covered number two. We've covered number three. And after the break, we'll be going over the next two things that you need to do before you turn 40. We'll be right back. That should be enough money that even if you didn't put any more money in until you retired, that money by itself compounding should get you retirement money by the time you're 65. That's why it's called Coast Fire. Because at 40, you could basically coast, you could chill out, you could stop investing as much, and you would still be able to retire by the time you're 65. Let's go through the numbers. If you spend $100,000 a year, that means five times that's half a million dollars. 
and you have that half a million dollars in a retirement or a brokerage account gaining 8% per year, which is the average returns of the market over 10, 20, 30 years, and you have that making 8% per year for 25 years from 40 to 65, guess what? That's 25 years. That half a million dollars by itself compounding at 8% per year will be over $3 million at retirement. And if you listen to the show, you know personally I like low cost, total market index funds. Things like the S&P 500, the ASX 100, the NASDAQ QQQs, or Vanguard VTI, which is a total stock world ETF. If you can get five times your annual expenses in a retirement or investing account by the time you're 40, you are so far ahead of the rest of the world, you can just coast fire to retirement. Last but not least, number five, you need to figure out your estate planning and you need to get your life insurance in order. If you're 40 years old and you're married and you have a family, you definitely need your estate and life insurance squared away. Many financial advisors recommend many, many, many different types of insurance products. The one that I settled on was a 20-year term life insurance policy, 10 times my salary. That way, if I kick the bucket at 45, my wife will have 10 times my salary and be able to figure life out. Hopefully, I've got enough assets required and already told you we paid our mortgage off. So she won't have to go back to work and she'll be able to take care of our kids until they graduate high school and she'll be able to be set for retirement. Doesn't matter exactly what life insurance, I specifically chose a 20-year term with 10 times my salary, but you need to take that first step. Look into, I would recommend, term life insurance. Estate planning is something that really you need to sit down with your significant other. You need to make those hard decisions of what happens if this happens and what happens if this happens before taking our trip to South Africa uh, in January, my wife and I sat down on a few different like breakfast dates. We got a babysitter, and we went out and we talked about our estate plan. Where do we want our kids to go if something bad happened? Who gets paid this out? What do we do about the kids? And da, 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 da. Your estate planning, whether that's going to be in a trust or just a will, you need these types of things to figure out. If you have a family, you need to save them from the headaches if something bad happens. If you pass away, you do not want your family to be in grief and have to make financial decisions at the same time. So if you love your family before you're 40, you need to get your estate and your will and your life insurance figured out. So there they are, the top five investing and financial goals that you should have figured out by the time you're 40. If you disagree with this list, that's okay. We can agree to disagree, and I'm okay with that because I'm the one with the microphone. You've been listening to My Millennial Investor the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. We'll see you next week. This podcast is produced and published by Oregon Trail Investor in the USA. All information is for entertainment purposes only. The brand My Millennial Investor is used under license. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.